How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am fantastic. I have a little cheese plate here Ooh. and a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. I am oh. amazing. Yes. I like all of that. Mm, my favorite um, Sauvignon Blanc. Mahua. It's oh, is it one of the New Zealand ones? Yes. Yes. From, Mar- the- from Marlborough. Yes, yes. Marlboro, mm-hmm. New Zealand is putting out some fantastic Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blancs. Blanc. Yes, I was like, okay, I have to go there. Yeah, the wine clearly. tasting. <laughs> yes. all trips are like, it's all, yeah. centered around the alcohol that they have, the wine. Or the food yeah. that they have. Or the wine or the food, you know. Or both. It's, or both. Oh, it's best oh. if it's both. If best if it's both. Mm. <laughs> It's absolutely mm. close to um, yeah. That all sounds great. I have a uh, moist and delicious sweet piece of red velvet cake from Susie Cakes in front of me. A what? A red velvet cake uh, from Susie Cakes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's left over from yesterday evening. So I'm um, making making a little bit of a dent in it mm-hmm. it's so good uh but a glass of wine sounds good too i might have to make that make that happen mm-hmm. and it's like a it's not really a screw off it has like this like i've only gotten it in restaurants i've never like been able to find it really in stores mm-hmm. so i like found it at the kroger of all places so i was like hooray hmm. They usually have like Matua and like another one that are similar, mm-hmm. but not, I don't like it as much as the Mahua. So mm-hmm. I found it and I was like, yeah, so I've never had to open it before. Mm-hmm. And OMG, like, because oh, it wasn't your standard like screw off. It had like this thick foil mm-hmm. um, that like I could cut myself on oh, like, around it that I had to remove with like a knife because I can't find the whatever you call it, the opener. The little foil zapper. Yeah, the foil thing. Yeah, I can't find that. I'm not even going to look for it. <laughs> and then it's like a plastic cap on top that you can kind of screw off and on. So hmm. it's like fancy screw oh. off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm fancy drinking it out of a like plastic cup. Oh my gosh, you are the fanciest. And you have a little charcuterie? Yes, I have, well, no meat. Okay. I have um, a mushroom brie. Mm, mm, okay. Some olives. All things you hate. Olives. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> olives, crackers, and um, some dried apricots. Okay. A dried apricots I could get with. And yeah. cheese. Like, cheese, obviously. Nothing. Always cheese. Yeah. But yeah, the mushroom brie, I know, is not your thing, but 
It's no. the last of it. It's so good. I've been putting it in omelets. Oh my god, it's just amazing. Oh, terrific. Big fan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. this is not a wine and cheese show. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> if you thought that you tuned in to your weekly wine and cheese podcast, we apologize for tricking you. <laughs> That was not our intention, um, but we do uh, imitate a wine and cheese show very well, I must mm-hmm. say. Um, no, this is Wait, Tell Me Everything, and I'm Andrea. Sorry, I'm chewing. I'm Kristen. <laughs> and Kristen, who's chewing, mm-hmm. and um, we're back for another week. Yeah, last week, yeah, did not happen. Last week did not happen. We have been, um, we have not started 2019, um, what some might call strong. It's not a strong start. Not a strong start. I said my goal, my motto rather, my goal, my goal, motto for 2019 is to do better and I have not been doing better. (laughs) The motto is just not quite sticking yet. Well, in other parts of my life, yes, just not the podcast. So okay. I need to apply that across the board. The board all the disciplines, board. across all the disciplines. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I have not been doing any better per se. Usually, when one of us uh, falls off, the other one is picks up the slack. Picks up the slack, but we have. Yeah. That's really that's the why problem. This is that partnership works? That's why this partnership works. Um, so the slack Usually. picking up. We've both been slack with the picking up of slack. Yeah, because last week it was like, you know, I was at home. And Were I you was, home? Where was I? Oh, where was I? You weren't feeling good. You said you had like a cough. Oh, that's still. right. Yeah, I had. Um, I did still have a cough, and now, and I still have like chest congestion, like this cold that I got um it was really strange I got this cold it was like a regular head cold all the sneezing all the grossness that subsided after like maybe three days and Mm -hmm. then it seemed like it was just gone like I was like okay that was just a head cold I'm good and um a week went by and it just snuck completely back up on me as like coughing and chest congestion. I mean, it was like part two and um, with no warning whatsoever. So that's what I was dealing with last week was the coughing fits, um, which were not pleasant. So this week we have downgraded into kind of just that residual ick. Um, so there might be a little clearing of my throat here and there. It's won't be pleasant, but, um, sorry about about that. Um, but I will do my best. Yeah. I just wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling really good on Wednesday and Thursday. I had like the wicked, like sinus headache and like Thursday, like I, you know, worked and then I like literally, I think I had a showing. I worked, literally went home and got (coughs) And so when you called you know, you like finally text us like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. I was like, oh, I've been asleep for like a good 30 minutes at least. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I still have a little sniffles, but I feel much better today. You know, I just kind of took the day off pretty much today. So, I'm good because 
this week has been crazy, but mm-hmm. even with the snowstorm that didn't happen. I know. You um, guys somehow got spared. That's one of our stories today. Oh, okay. Yes, because um, apparently, like, everywhere else is, like, frozen. Oh it's like, gosh. there's a picture of, like, a cop somewhere arresting Elsa. Have you seen that? <laughs> yes, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. People are insane. Yeah, so... Oh my gosh, yeah. So, all right. So we got a snow day with no snow. Well, I mean, so. that's probably the best sort, right? Yeah. You didn't well, have to I go inside anyway. Yeah. I was not obligated to go anywhere. Atlanta was closed. And well, I guess I there's was... nowhere to go if it's everyone's. Yeah, everyone's closed. There's nowhere like... to be. Yeah, like the schools were closed, government buildings were closed, a lot of stores and shops were closed. Um, I had like a. You know, my day was planned. Like, I had, like, a happy hour mm-hmm. and some other, like, stuff. And, you know, everyone's like, nope, we're closed. Stay, stay at home. Went to the store the night before because, like, I go to the store to pick up stuff. I don't buy, like, a bunch of stuff at one time. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, we were in New York or, like, the Midwest. Like, there was no milk on the <laughs> shelves, no bread. I was like, people, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> Atlantans are not taking any chances. Oh my god, no. They're not taking any chances. That's hysterical. Mm -hmm. I love it. Very Mm -hmm. good. Tell us about it. Okay, well that's my second story. We're going to start with the more serious and disturbing of the two. Um, So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's... there's quite a selection of things to choose from in the news. Um, so I decided to go with um, heavy and uh, lighter. So we'll start with heavy. Um, so this is Dateline, uh, January 31st, 2019, um, from um, the CBS News outlet. Um, and it's an article by Katherine Watson. Uh, the headline is Virginia Governor Under Fire for Comments on Late-Term Abortion Bill. Uh, so <clears throat> a new bill proposed in the Virginia legislature would loosen restrictions on abortions during the third trimester of pregnancy and allow abortions during the second trimester to take place outside hospitals. Virginia's governor, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Virginia's governor, Democrat Ralph Northam, stirred controversy on Wednesday when he suggested how such a late-term procedure could occur. So under current Virginia law, Abortions during the third trimester require a determination by a doctor and two Mm -hmm. consulting physicians that continuing the pregnancy would likely result in the woman's death or, quote, substantially and irremediably impair her mental or physical health. Okay. Um, So that's the current rule. The bill that's proposed in the Virginia House of Delegates by Democrat Kathy Tran would require only one doctor to make that determination to make the determination that the pregnancy threatens the woman's life or health. The proposed legislation would also be elimin- would also eliminate the requirement that abortions during the second trimester be performed in a state licensed hospital. 
Republicans narrowly control the House of Delegates, so the bill is unlikely to pass anytime soon. A subcommittee voted to table the bill in a five to three vote on Monday. Proponents of the Virginia legislation argue the bill, which is similar to the law that was passed in New York last New York. week, mm-hmm. yeah, is needed to protect women's health, but opponents argue late-term abortions are rarely medically necessary, and the Virginia bill has provoked a swift backlash from conservatives. But that response was compounded by comments Northam made on WTOP radio Wednesday when asked about the bill. And so here's what the governor said. When we talk about third trimester abortions, these are done with the consent of obviously the mother, with the consent of the physicians, more than one physician, by the way, and it's done in cases where there are, where there may be severe deformities, there may be a fetus that's non-viable. So in this particular example, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly what would happen. The infant would be delivered. The infant would be kept comfortable. The infant would be resuscitated if that's what the mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So I think this was really blown out of proportion. That prompted swift backlash from Republicans and conservatives. In an interview with the Daily Caller, President Trump said that Northam's comments were terrible. Um, There's more from what Trump said, but I'm just gonna skip that. Um, Because it's just, it doesn't add to the story. Uh, Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel tweeted, this is horrific. Democratic government Ralph Northam, a pediatrician himself, is defending born alive abortions. And then she quotes him. Um, This is simply pure evil, uh, was what was tweeted by um, Ben Shapiro. Ophira Yexel, Northam's communication director, issued a statement looking to clarify the governor's comments. She wrote um, in the statement, Republicans in Virginia and across the country are trying to play politics with women's health, and that is exactly why these decisions belong between a woman and her physician, not legislatures, most of whom are men. No woman seeks a third trimester abortion except in the case of tragic or difficult circumstances, such as a non-viable pregnancy or in the event of severe fetal abnormalities. And the governor's comments were limited to the actions physicians would take in the event that a woman in those circumstances went into labor. She adds, attempts to extrapolate these comments otherwise is in bad faith and underscores exactly why the government believes physicians and women, not legislatures, should make these difficult and deeply personal medical decisions. Northam himself later commented on the outcry, tweeting, I have devoted my life to caring for children and, and any insinuation otherwise is shameful and disgusting. Virginia law currently prohibits third trimester abortions again, except in the extreme circumstance in which a woman's life or health is at risk, and that risk is certified by three physicians. A majority of Americans, 60%, believe abortion should be legal in the first three months of pregnancy, but that number, 60%, plummets to just 13% for abortions during the third trimester. At a recent committee hearing, Republican state delegate Todd Gilbert asked Tran to clarify exactly how late in a pregnancy doctors would be able to perform abortions. Gilbert asked, if a woman was about to give birth, could request, could, 
it, I'm sorry, if a woman who was about to give birth could request an abortion under trans proposed bill, trans, um, Gilbert said, say she has physical signs that she's about to give birth. Would that be a point at which she could still request an abortion if she is so certified? She's, she's dilating. Tran responded, Mr. Chairman, that would be, uh, you know, a decision that the doctor, the physician, and the woman would make at that point. I understand that. I'm asking if your bill allows for that. Yes, my bill would allow for that. Mm. Um, so that's the end of that article. Um, can I just say the level of disturbed I am by both this, um, well, just this trend, what seems like this trend now with having been started by New York last week and now moving on to the legislature in Virginia. I, I, I honestly, I don't understand. Like, I don't, you know, I've worked. From, yeah, go ahead. I've worked at, um, the first hospital I worked at had a high-risk pregnancy um, it was a high-risk pregnancy center for like the county. So they received all sorts of moms with like, you know, rare and random things that were happening during pregnancy. Um, and there's, I mean, there really is just, the, I, like I've, I've yet to encounter any situation where there was a risk to the mother's life that far along into the third trimester. Um, and there's been several other, like just reading about this whole topic over the last week and a half, there's been several other um, OBGYNs um, who've come out um, either in tweets or just, you know, in interviews to say like, there's reasons to deliver a baby in the third trimester, but there's not, reasons to abort a child in the third trimester like there's ways in which alleviating the pregnancy makes will help you know save the mother's life or whatever you know like um eliminate a risk to the mother that's that's happening but there's the, the it's the it's the abortion piece of it that is deeply disturbing and that i just don't understand yeah and what it's confusing to me, and I was like, maybe it's just late and I'm not hearing this right, but from the um, governor's comments, it's like if the mother goes into labor and she would, they would deliver the baby and then make a decision, so basically kill the baby after it's been delivered? And, right. I mean, it's not abortion. It's infanticide. Right. I was like, if the baby is delivered. Right. It's here. So that's, yeah, that's highly, you know, I, I am pro-life, but I'm like, you do what you want to do and you deal with, uh, you know, what that, how, you, you know, the mo emotions with that decision. Um, uh, but that is like a totally different, like, thing. Like, that's, that's. It's just very disturbing. It's deeply disturbing. And even, I mean, you know, one of the things that was pointed out about the New York um, legislation that's been passed is that um, it's actually like the, uh, abortion, it, whether you're in labor or whether you're close to the uh, time where you would be delivering towards the end of your third trimester, um, 
abortion at that point is basically like in utero lethal injection. Because the baby's the, the baby, it's viable. It's a vi- I mean, babies are viable. Um, in, so we have a, a NICU in our labor and delivery um, um, women's pavilion. So we have, you know, obviously labor and delivery and postpartum. And in between the two, we have NICU for those um, babies that are born, you know, super little or prematurely or whatever. Um, and the general rule is that moms are moms and doctors are, are aiming for 26 weeks. Um, that's like the, like, you know, we have a ton of little mm-hmm. like, NICU babies who like, you know, you put them in their little um, incubator, little incubator and, and give them a bunch of stuff and, you know, and, you know, whatever they need, whether it's they, they need to be intubated or they need whatever it is that they're having issues with. And, you know, babies graduate, 26 week um, babies graduate from NICU, you know, basically, you know, when they get to the, where they would have been at 40 weeks, you know? Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, so that's they, like with a full term. Yeah. Yeah. Like where they would have been full term, like it totally. So, I mean, and I've, and because I, um, because most of the time, if I get called I think, you know, first of all, I am not the chaplain of Women's Pavilion, and I'm grateful for that because that's a bummer job. But most of the time, if I'm in-house by myself for any reason and something happens in labor delivery, you know, the only reason we get called to labor and delivery is because something has gone terribly wrong. Um, and um, so I've I've baptized 20-week, 20 22-week, you know, babies. Um I know what they look like. I know the size of them. Like, and there's no, like, you know, like there's none, I mean, there's just no question even that early, what, like who we're talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. And so to even imagine at 39 weeks that someone can, and the, and part of the issue with this bill, this legislation um, in Virginia that's being proposed and the one that's been passed in New York is that the language is so vague because this, it's this idea that goes from the very specific, like, a, you know, um, terms of the uh, immediate, you know, risk to the mother and, you know, um, uh, saving her life and, and whatever to this um, that it threatens the woman's life or health and that health part of it is really like open. I think that um, the That's one very in, broad. It's very broad, and the New York one is specifically, I think, even um, elaborated on as like mental, emotional, like m- mental health, emotional health. It's sort of like, well, what does that even mean? Like, so if I'm like, you know, like, what does that even mean? Like, and why is I'm that sorry, a thing? But, you know, we're, you know, I'm not a mother, but um, I'm like just having a baby <laughs> in general. I've it's, seen it's right. it will affect every mother's yeah. <laughs> like emotional right. state because this is a huge like paradigm shift like this is a huge event like your entire life is changing so every mother experiences some sort of like baby blues or some like mental um you know like thing like I can't think of the word right now but yeah so that's kind of like that's super broad and that's kind of like it's everybody yeah so I mean that level of there's you know there's some there's some level of distress and 
if indeed there is really just, I mean, this article says there's very few, so I've, like I said, I've heard several um, OBGYNs say there's not any reason why you would need to abort a baby at the, you know, at in within the third trimester, typically you would need to deliver them, you know? Um, so the, you know, again, the abort piece of it is really questionable. Um, and if that's the case, then why have this catch-all bill that just is like any time for any reason, at any point, you can just decide like and and I don't think it has anything this this BS at the end of this article about like oh you know and this is you know this uh, legislature you know um, congressmen you know versus congresswomen like it's you know men making these decisions I'm like this has nothing to do with this this is just on the face of it I, I don't care who's what gender you are talking about this like this is it's not okay like there's no this idea that you've um you're pregnant and at any point you can just do whatever you want to do with that as though it's the same type of medical procedure as getting you know a wisdom truth extracted or something you know um it's not the same thing i just i i don't i don't understand it's i i i've been really grieved about this for the last oh. week and a half awful it really is awful. Um, and it's what's crazy, too, is another thing that I was looking at is that it now officially makes the United States the most um, liberal um, nation in terms of abortion laws, which is crazy to me when you think about how, um, you know, Europe is, Europe is seen and see themselves as, like, very, like, pro, you know, quote-unquote progressive mm -hmm. and you know, um, very, you know, and Europe is very secular, very much like, you know, not um, under, not having had like the type of ties with like um, church or Christianity or anything, you know, for, you know, a long time now have like shed that identity fairly quickly. Um, and all over Europe, like their, their abortion laws are much stricter and much more um, conservative uh than what we have and i don't and i think lots of people don't even like realize that i think there's sort of this assumption that they're like you know ahead of the crowd in all these different areas um but it's not true like we now officially with new york having passed that law um we hold the most liberal abortion law in the world hmm. um and at the same time there's articles being published about how our birth rate is not keeping up right now. Um, and, and there's like, there's literally like legitimate, like statistical worry that we can't, um, we're not repopulating fast enough. So the irony of that, I think is also just painful and, and stupid. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, I'm in deep prayer for this country because I just think this is just, what we do with children, um, how we um, how we honor and respect life, um, any nation, not just United States. I think any any place, um, 
it's um it's telling you know <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 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 telling so anyway so that's the news out of um, virginia and also new york okay. um moving on like i said to something lighter and try and transition a little bit a little lighter still very scary though um out of uh this is also dateline today january 31st by brian resnick on Vox. Uh, the headline is the Midwest is facing record breaking cold. Blame the polar vortex. Um, the article says it's very, very, very cold. <laughs> uh, um, across the Midwestern United States this week. Fargo, Nico- I'm sorry, Fargo, North Dakota, for example, experienced temperatures of minus 31 degrees Fahrenheit on Wednesday. That's today or yesterday. I'm sorry. At that temperature, and this I think is the saddest thing ever. At that temperature, vodka freezes solid. Chicago, which is home to 2.7 million people, hit negative 20 on Wednesday as well. Mm-hmm. Then I know the wind chill, a measure of frostbite, um, a, a measure of the frostbite risk that combines wind speed and air temperature is expected to drop even lower across the region into the negative 30s to 60s. At that wind chill, frostbite sets in on exposed skin in just five minutes. It's a dangerous situation. Cold temperatures can be deadly. This is the coldest air many of us will have ever experienced, uh, warns the Des Moines office of the National Weather Service. The forecast continues. This is not a case of meh. It's Iowa during winter and this cold happens. These are record-breaking cold air temperatures with wind chill values not seen in the 21st century in Iowa. The coldest air is expected to push through the region from Tuesday to Thursday, and it's likely to break records across the region. It's canceling school, it's disrupting mail service, and has already been blamed for several deaths. And now it's reached the East Coast too, though less dramatically. The temperature in New York City hovered near zero Thursday morning. Um, and then, you know, it goes into, you know, why is this cold blast happening? Blame the polar vortex. That's the mass of frigid air that usually circulates in the Arctic and is dipping southward into the continental U.S. this mm-hmm. week. Um, so the term polar vortex was polar- popularized in 2014 when a particularly brutal January cold snap sent the country into a deep freeze. Babbitt, Minnesota reached a low of negative 37, the low of four degrees in New York City broke a 118-year record then. But Those aren't the, numbers. Those aren't real numbers. Yeah, four degrees, <laughs> negative 37. Like, yeah, like, that's not, no, that's not yeah. Because okay. at that point, it's sort of like, it doesn't even matter. Like, if you're hovering around zero, like, what are we even talking about anymore? A 20-degree uh, I am, yeah. Freezing. It's freezing. freezing. It's so cold. Uh, it's so, it's cold. so cold. Um, while the name sounds dramatic, the polar vortex isn't anything out of the ordinary or really all that new. When meteorologists talk about the polar vortex, they're talking about the massive cold, low pressure air that consistently hovers, (coughs) excuse me, over the Antarctic, over, I'm sorry, over the Arctic. It's called vortex because it spins counterclockwise like Hmm. a hurricane does. 
It always, according to the National Weather Service, always exists near the poles. Um, and then there's this little diagram of a low pressure system versus a high pressure system. And it explains that usually the mass of cold polar air remains well over the North Pole because it's usually strong, centered, and compact. But sometimes the vortex weakens. And a weak vortex means colder weather in the mid-latitudes as the lobes of the vortex start to creep away from the Arctic region. There's, a, <laughs> there's also a second polar vortex a bit higher in the atmosphere that impacts our weather less often. The Washington Post explains in their own article. Um, so then there's more about like the jet stream and all the, you know, there's just a lot of technical explanations and little like uh, maps and mm -hmm. figures and stuff, but um, it's, it's cold. It's cold, y'all. It's cold. And everybody, all my, um, I have um, two people that I'm keeping tabs in, in Minnesota in particular, <laughs> um, my um, nephew and um, my good friend, Kayla, who just moved back to minnesota oh, um yeah. and um and she is working at the mayo clinic so you know again like the thing about hospitals is that they do not close um polar vortex or not you're expected to be at work so um so she's having to um to literally deal with it like her kids are home from school but she has right. to go to work so it's it's crazy i i cannot i can't even imagine i mean like when we were in new york how cold was that it was like in the low 30s it wasn't even in the 20s right it was like low 30s and we were cold i mean it wasn't you know it was no we were freezing like we had on gloves we had we on did. hats we had on we scarves mm -hmm. and layers layers Oh my God, it was so cold. And we were like bundled up walking, you know, in and mm -hmm. out of places. But we were like, it was doable. Like it was like, we, it wasn't in, like so yeah. bad that we were like not going to go outside. Oh we, no, because we were walking everywhere. We walked everywhere. You know, it was just kind of like, okay, just keep moving as long as, you know, and it was actually fairly tolerable as long as, like, the wind wasn't blowing at you, you know? Like, if you had your back to the wind, you were fine. If that wind hit you, that was a whole other thing. Um, yeah. So, and that was, again, yeah, that was, like, 33, I think, 34 was sort of, like, where we hovered around the whole time mm -hmm. we were there. So, one, you know, 13, 14, 15 degrees less than that, I don't want to even know. And 60 degrees less than Oh no, no. Have you no, seen no. like the pictures of people like it freezing inside their house? Like there's ice inside of people's houses, people's the water in their um one person, the water in their um toilet. Froze, right? Froze and like the tank exploded. So you just see like the water frozen. Yeah, and that's a big thing is pipes freezing. Pipes freezing is something that can happen even just during like a regular winter sometimes that, you know, the pipes yeah. will freeze. So, yeah, so I have like a listing that I'm kind of doing. And so the owner has the um, the water dripping. Mm -hmm. And it's not that cold here, but she's like, I don't want the pipes to freeze. Like, I don't want that issue. Mm -hmm. So like I have like all the water and of course people will go in and I have to go in and like turn it back on because mm -hmm. <laughs> they're like, oh, the faucet's dripping. Let me turn that off. Like, right. No, no leave, leave it. Right. 
yeah yeah, it's crazy yeah so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's wild so um hopefully this you know it's it's supposed to last through or the worst of it was supposed to be from tuesday through today Mm -hmm. um and um hopefully that's true and they don't have to you know they can warm back up whatever that looks like i mean how (laughs) how how far reaching is the effect once it's quote-unquote over i don't know um it sounds awful it sounds yeah no no thank you um but speaking of babies i bet there's gonna be lots of babies come um october come october yeah because they're stuck inside with all the milk and bread and Nothing, nothing to do. Nothing to do. Lots of free time. Lots of free time, and it's cold, and we want to keep warm. Yeah, baby, baby vortex, baby, baby vortex, polar vortex, babies. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh, crazy! Um, And because it's the Midwest, they can't. They will actually deliver them because it's not New York. So Mm, yeah, there you go. Mm, Full circle. Full circle, folks. I'm all about the full circle this week. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Okay. Ugh, all right. So that's all I've got. All righty. What you okay. got? So Viral Vox, I'm going to briefly touch on like what I was going to do last week and basically like mention it. Okay. So I know you've seen this because our friend sent it to you and I would seen it a million times at that point. Mm. Of Ronnie DeVoe and his wife, Shamari DeVoe, oh performing with the shoulders. I have yet to watch the entire thing. I can't watch the whole thing. I can't watch the whole thing because what I saw, and I kind of like, you know, skip forward. I was like, yep, still bad. Skip, skip, skip. (laughs) Oh, it's still bad. Because anybody who followed New Edition, like, you know, a fan, like I, you know, have been my entire life. Ryan Mm -hmm. Bull has always been my favorite. And he is not a singer. No. He is a dancer. He is the known as being the best dancer in any Mm-hmm. Not a singer. The one song I remember him leading was horrific. Competition on any heartbreak. Horrible. So, <laughs> right. He, he's not, and, and he sounds awful. I mean, she does not sound great at all. But she can actually, she actually has like a decent voice, but it's like pleasant. that was doing her no favors. No, this. it was, no. her voice is pleasant. Mm-hmm. it's pleasant and that's the most I could probably say about it mm-hmm. but his is just awful like it's it's jarring to the ear and the you know for him being again the best dancer in any that choreography Mm-mm. was just hurting my heart so anyway so that and so people compare them to like Reese and Cletus <laughs> yes. and Living yes. Color yes. that was that's, awesome yeah I'm like y'all just say no Okay. The internet so, has no chill whatsoever. No chill. So the viral box just happened recently. So Beyonce, there's this whole campaign about what your, you know, the green print project. What are you doing? Green print. Um, yeah. What are you know? You know, it's like your, um, gosh, what do they call it? Your <coughs> call it your footprint. Oh, your carbon yeah. footprint? Yeah, carbon footprint. So now oh, they call your green, but what are you doing to say your bit to save the planet? So Beyonce posted on Instagram about what her green print was, which was basically eating um, a plant-based diet. Um, and she, but most fans lost their minds um, due to the caption 
that she um, put underneath her picture of her green print. Uh She says, what is your green print? Click the link in bio for a chance to win tickets to any J and or my shows for life. Hashtag project print project. Green print project. So people lost their minds. So her thing was to each switch to a vegan lifestyle vegan di- a vegan diet okay and you could enter to win um you know tickets to either one of their both of their shows for life so of course um the beehive and beyonce friends i mean fans rather friends <laughs> um, <laughs> lost their minds her friends did too yeah i'm sure so one of them was like beyonce giving out free tickets for life to fans on a plant-based diet Girl, say less. So there's a picture of a girl laying down in like the grass, eating like a bunch of a bunch of grass coming out of her mouth. Mm-mm. Um, and another person was like, um, "Free tickets to any Beyonce and or Jay Z concert for life, just for eating things that are green." Sign me the f up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so I was like, hold on, Beyonce offer <clears throat> lifetime tickets to all her shows if we win a contest for going vegan. B, hand me some lettuce. Uh-uh. Um, and someone was like, Beyonce won't leave us alone about being vegan. She's been bugging for years the same way we've been begging for the Formation World Tour. So why don't we make a deal? You give us the Formation World Tour DVD, we'll do vegan challenge at Beyonce's. It's like, you know, leave us alone. Right. So there was a whole lot of, of that. People were losing their minds about the chance to win. And I'm just like, mm, sure. Okay. Yeah. So no that was, yeah, no, I don't. Again, you would have to pay me to go. Well, yeah, you would have to pay me to go to Beyonce, Jay-Z, especially the Jay-Z show. Like, no, thank you. God, no. Mm-mm. So, all right. So, wait, tell me everything mm-hmm. briefly. Mm-hmm. I was I watched in preparation for last week's show the two fire festival festival documentaries that dropped. Mm, okay. Last week, so the one on Hulu. Apparently, the one on Netflix was scheduled to drop all along. No one even knew like the Hulu one was like a thing, and they dropped it before Netflix, like as a surprise. Mm. So it was fascinating um the guy is super charismatic because he like has been running scams his whole life so so who is this guy tell me like i i know i know the fire festival thing from what like little you've told me about it i've not watched mm-hmm. anything i've not read anything tell me everything okay oh god i wasn't planning on telling you everything today Today, um, today, I want to hear everything. No. Okay, let me see. Hold on. Because <laughs> I can't remember his name, but I know I mentioned it somewhere. Hmm, I can't remember. Anyway, I can't remember his name. I want to call him Steven. Let's just call him Steven. Let's call him but I Steven. <laughs> I don't think that's his name. Because we talked about him on the show. Um, because when it all happened, we talked about it. Right, um, right, right. Rules that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like 2017 or whatever. Um, so let me see. Oh, why can't I find this man's name? Uh-huh. Billy McFarlane. Oh, wow. Really not Stephen. 
Well, he looks like a Steven. <laughs> anyway, so Billy McFarlane. Okay, so he's the organizer. Yes, and, it was and his scammer. Idea. And oh, he's the ultimate scammer too. Because we talked about him how he was out on bail and he ran another scam oh, while right. he was out. So and they talked about that in the docs too. And I was like, and people were like, we cannot believe. Wow. <laughs> like he can't so help himself. He can't help himself. So the fire festival actually was only designed to market an app that him and Ja Rule were coming up with. Okay. And it was actually not a bad idea. It was basically Tinder for like entertainment bookings. So mm-hmm. if you want to have, say, people who were scheduled to be on the in the fire festival, which I'm like, why? Blink one eighty two at play at your bar mitzvah. Um, <laughs> you can like <laughs> offer them like say, hey, can you play my bar mitzvah? Uh-huh. I'll you know charge you you know I'll pay you this much, and they can say yay or nay to it, and okay. then like from that you you know so it's like actually not it wasn't a bad idea, right. So the so the fire festival was a thing to like promote this app. Okay. And basically, they tried to um, start a um, organize a festival, music festival, in four months, basically. Which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Didn't have a location selling tickets. They got a location, filmed like this. You know, basically use Instagram and, like, the marketing Mm -hmm. to, like, get all these people to spend ridiculous, like, the cheapest tickets, I think they said, were, like, $2,000 and up to, like, $25,000, like, crazy amounts of money. And use, like, you know, social media influencers to market it and got all this buzz and all this money. Um, They had a location, and it was going to be an island that was owned... Formerly by Pablo Escobar, you know, the big time <laughs> drug lord. And so the guy who owns it now doesn't want to be associated, duh, with Pablo Escobar mm-hmm. for his island. And so he was like, and part of it is like, don't mention that. And of right. course. <laughs> but it's a draw, right? Like, go to the Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And so in his little commercial, that's like what they. Mm like heavily talked about and the guy was like no it kicked them out so they could so they were looking for a venue Mm. like a couple of months leading up to the festival because they got kicked off of their original venue Mm -hmm. so they ended up like finding a place on great exuma in the bahamas in a location because they were like it's a private island that's why they think but there was like a sandals (laughs) resort on that island (laughs) So it's not a private island. <laughs> so they would like crop out the sandals when they took like aerial photos of the island. Oh, and that's where... terrific. Not the cropping the photos. To be like, <laughs> yeah. Never mind this resort over here. <laughs> this huge resort right here. It's a private <laughs> island. And so where they had um, the um, actual event set up, it was, like, so far away from the beach. Like, maybe five miles away from the beach, whereas it was supposed to be, like, right on the beach. You're supposed to have, like, they had, like, these villas and, you know, different things set up. And basically, they had, they used, they they weren't able to secure 
um, like the villas or build any of those things because they didn't have the money to do that because you're basically building a city. And right. so you can't do that in like two months. But this guy is so charismatic. Everyone was like, we can do it. And I was like, and, some, and the, there were a couple people were like, we can't do this. Tell people <laughs> that we can't do this. There's like, you're not solution oriented. Get out of here. And it was kind of like. Wow. Wow. No, it, no. Positive reinforcement or positive thinking doesn't make things happen right so yeah so it was just like insane and he's like robbing peter to pay paul scamming folks um saying that they're gonna have you know these things that they did not have and when people got there and saw that they're the logic for most of the people were fema tents that were left over from a hurricane oh no and they had like all these just like um um mattresses. But apparently like they thought they were gonna pull it off or like at least have something and then there was this huge crazy rainstorm and so all of the like shelters were like messed up and all of the mattresses were like drenched. Ugh. So when people got there, like they came to like drenched mattresses, they got there. Like, their luggage was late coming. There was no one there, like, who logistically, like, oh, we need to tag people's luggage and do this and do that. Because they're supposed to have, like, charter, like, private jets bring people to the island. Uh-uh. But they charter, like, bigger flights. And I was like, oh, this isn't, like, a private jet. Like, this is, like, a regular, like, plane. It's, like, economy <laughs> class. Like, this is not what I signed up for. And so, like, they didn't have, like, the luggage situation. They had, like, a big truck. People were, like, all looking for their black bag. And, like, they had no, like, assignments. People were just, like, rushing and, like, just getting whatever. It was, like, chaos. And it was crazy. And I think he he, he ended up just, like, fleeing the island. And, like, people were fleeing the island. But they talked about, like, the biggest... You know, like, I don't care about rich people being scammed. Like, you mm. know, it is a crime, but I'm like, uh, whatever. Um, first world problems. But mm-hmm. the people of the Bahamas who worked nonstop for, like, months and didn't get paid. That was, like, So they, like, hired locals to help yeah, with to like building. Build, yeah, because they couldn't bring in, like, crews right, or whatever. They didn't right. have the money. So they just, like, yeah you know, hired locals for this job to build all this stuff, and one restaurant, she's, like, been all over the place, you know, to, like, feed them and cater, and, like, she never got paid and had to, like, take significant Mm -mm -mm. money from her savings, and you know, she was like, it was horrible, and, like, someone did a GoFundMe for her, and so, like, to raise money, Mm -hmm. you know, for her, and then to give back to the other people on the island, but yeah, like, none of these people got paid. Mm-mm. It was crazy, and there's one particular scene where this guy, like, basically became famous. So he was like a event coordinator, event designer, who met Billy on one of his previous ventures. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone was like, "This kid is so smart. This kid is just something else. This kid is blah 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 blah." Just mm-hmm. he, he was just charismatic. I was like, "You're talking Bill Clinton's le- level of charisma, this right?" Guy. Okay, and he's super young. And 
he like goes to this guy like because they weren't paying for like they were buying all this alcohol to bring to the island and all this stuff and they weren't didn't have the cash to pay like the import tax on this stuff oh wow so he had like truck a truckload of water of like fiji water apparently that was stuck in customs and he didn't have money you know to pay for it or whatever so he tells this guy who was like maybe in his 50s or something like that white guy to he's like hey andy um billy tells him hey andy um i need you to be like your best gay self or something like that he's like i need you to go to get the water i need you to go offer the guy like a blowjob to release the water and the guy was like so i went home got dressed you know rinsed out my mouth and i was heading over there and i was just like oh oh so this was the Mm -mm. level of like how he was able to get people to like do whatever he needed them to do to get this done like it was such a cult of like i was just gonna say like it's just a total cult like following of it was so rando random guy and so it's so yeah so all that to say like please watch both of those documentaries okay they are amazing and just just crazy so yeah there's a whole lot i didn't talk about but yeah okay so i didn't i've talked about that way too okay. long, but yes because you need no. to know but like yes, yes please you ask you know wait i didn't tell you everything but go watch the documentary you know okay i'll watch the rest the that was a good summary oh so crazy um so crazy so yeah so really quick so now to the good um the oscar nominations also what i was gonna talk about last mm. week yes so i'm mm-hmm. gonna make this brief so just shout outs to a couple of you know, mm-hmm. rooting for everybody black. So congratulations to Black <laughs> Panther. Yes, it was very exciting. The first superhero film ever nominated for Best Picture. Um, and it joins this year Black, black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice as the Best Picture nominated, the pictures nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read an article, I think, in Variety, where they were talking about how, um, you know, this was only a matter of time and how one of the reasons why the Oscar category was expanded from the original, like, five was because of Dark Knight being um, mm. kind of left out. Because mm-hmm. Dark Knight was amazing. I, I, but, I have watched Dark Knight so many times. <laughs> Every time I, like, am on... Like the edge of my seat, as though I've never seen it before. So I love Dark Knight. It's one of my. It's actually um, that and um, the um, the first the Spider Man with, um, with Tobey Maguire. Yes, Tobey Maguire. I was going to say The Hobbit. Um, oh, the, <laughs> um, those those are two the t- two uh, superhero films that got me kind of sucked into like you know like mm. each each on their own vein we're like okay i need to know more about all of this like i um started like really appreciating that genre of film and the kind of that comic book aesthetic so um yeah yeah so it's like so they're saying like you know kind of 
they expanded it to kind of make room for you know different types mm-hmm. um, and kind of add you know those blockbuster movies to you know mm-hmm. have a chance to be nominated for best picture or receive that honor so so congrats to Black Panther congrats Wakanda to Black Panther Wakanda forever um yeah I'm excited I mean I, I definitely and I think I I for sure see the nod I don't see them winning especially oh, no. with um especially with what else is in the category absolutely um because Black Klansman alone um gives it a you know gives everybody a run for their money like it's such a good film so and so also i want to note this people who are not aware um Mm. disney announced recently um the black panther will play free thanks to a grant a 1.5 million dollar grant to support the united negro college fund the black panther will play free in honor of black history month that selected amc's between for free between February first and seventh. So if you are one of the only the few people who have not seen Black Panther, or you want to see it again on the big screen, yeah, if you want to see it for, for the twentieth time, <laughs> right? I think I think I've seen it like maybe three. Can't remember, but two at least two. But I think maybe three. But yeah, so if you are that person, then go on and go see it. So yay, Black Panther! Yay, Black Panther! Very exciting. Okay, and also, I have to do this for my Morehouse brother. Congratulations to Spike Lee. Oh, Spike, finally. <clears throat> Long overdue nomination mm-hmm. uh, for Best Picture, um, well, for Best Director. Yes. But it's the first time that he's been recognized by the Academy in both categories. So Best Picture and right. Best Director. Yeah, simultaneously, um, yeah. Yeah, and he's received an honor honorary Oscar, but yeah, whatever. It's not the same thing. So, yes, yeah, not the same thing. He's just the sixth black person to be nominated for directing, the eleventh black producer of the Best Picture nominee, and the first black writer to earn a second screenplay. His first, of course, was Do the Right Thing in nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, nine. Um, the Academy Awards still hasn't awarded a black filmmaker with Best Director, so. Um, pulling for Spike again. Pulling like, for this Spike. Is just long overdue. Long overdue. It's crazy. Um, and, and I didn't even and, realize it. Yeah, you know, I um, I don't know that I realized it either. And um, and I'm actually really excited because um, when I saw Black Klansman um a few months back, it felt like you know because. I, I I like Spike Lee. I love a lot of his work. But then he puts out some stuff that's sort of like, dude, what were you thinking, you know? Um, like, he, he's not consistent to me. Um, and Black Klansman really felt like this, like, return to, like, his, like, you know, like, he was really feeling himself and, like, was, like, in his, you know, in his wheelhouse. Like, it felt... It was so well done. It hit on a lot of different levels. It was, you know, like it was just, it was really, really good. And um, so I was just excited. I was just excited to be like, oh, this is like peak Spike Lee. Like he's like, you know, he's back kind of a thing, you know? Um, And I love that it's so cool that um, John David Washington is this movie Mm -hmm. when he's worked so much with um, Denzel Washington. It's kind of like, it's very cool. I think that's like, yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, but he did. Um, he, he had a quote when he uh, did an interview with the Hollywood Reporter a little while back. 
sorry. He said, the goal is not to be dominated. The goal is to make films of impact. And this film definitely has. I'm not, okay, then he goes, peak spike. I'm not trying to be some grandiose MF like, oh, I don't need awards. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that there are things more important. So, sure. Absolutely. You have, of course, made an impact on film and, um, you know, future, you know, filmmakers. Mm -hmm. And I know that, what's his name? Because he teaches still, I think, at NYU. I think he teaches Mm -hmm. a a class, a semester. And Hans mentioned it in conversation that one of the things that he does for all of this, you know, because it's like he's Spike Lee, like he doesn't, you know, have like regular office hours, but every student in the class gets like 30 minutes with him. That's cool. Yeah, and I was like, that's, like, awesome. Like, that's worth it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, especially if you're, like, a budding cinematographer or whatever. Yeah, to, like, talk to him about anything. So that's, like, super cool. So, yeah, so congratulations to Spike Congratulations, Spike Lee. Yeah, so that was the good. Yay! Yeah, that is really good. That's terrific. Okay, so... I can't remember where I was, but somehow I got caught up watching Big Brother. What? Celebrity Big Brother. Celebrity Big Brother. Really? Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. And what I, were you I, tripping off of? I don't know. I'm still trying to remember where I was. Because, like, I wasn't watching it here. I can't remember. Anyway, I got caught up watching Celebrity Big Brother. And there are just some interesting people in there. Like, Anthony Scaramucci is on there. Who? The guy who's the mooch who was like um I'm like trying to think of how many press secretaries ago he was. Maybe two before Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> he was oh. like the angry little like kind of like Italian. Yeah, guy. yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So he's on there like Kato Kalen. Kato Kalen, Lord, yeah. where did they drag him up out of? Right. Um, Joey Lawrence. Oh my God. Lolo Jones. Who's Lolo Jones? She's like the cute, like biracial girl who is an Olympic. Um, what is she? Hurdles. But she, um. she goes to the Olympics, but she doesn't win. But she gets <laughs> a lot of attention because she's pretty. Oh, okay, yeah. She's like a pretty virgin. So she gets a lot of attention for she's that. She's a pretty she, virgin? Yeah, that's like her thing. Like, she's like pretty and she's a virgin. People were like rooting for her to get with like Tim Tebow. And like, yeah, that, that didn't happen. That did not so, happen. He's, he's marrying Miss Universe. or Yes, of course, because well, that's what you do when you're Tim Tebow. Um, and... Um, yeah, some other, like, Tamar Braxton, Candy Burris, some other, like, Ryan Lochte, just, like, crazy people in there. Oh, my so, God, it sounds awful. Oh, my God, it's crazy. I think one, Lolo got the the pretty virgin. It's also angry. She got kicked out of the house, I think, for getting in a fight with Tamar. But, I've, of course, I've only watched 1.2 episodes, so I don't know. Okay. Um, but apparently... Um, there was some interesting talk. So Tamar and Candy aren't really friend friends. Like, you know, they're all kind of like, you know, kind of grew up in music in Atlanta during mm-hmm. the time, but they're not friendly. Okay. And they are not like cool, but they were having, um, they're making efforts to kind of 
be friendly because they're in this house together with only so many people. Mm-hmm. So um, they were having a discussion in the house about um, having structure for their kids. Um, and they started talking about pushing their children to sleep in their own beds. Um, Candy has a daughter who's 16, but she also has like a little boy who I think Ace is like maybe two or three or something like that. Um, and in that conversation, um, Tamar mentioned that her son Logan still sleeps with her. Um, and when her boyfriend is around, he'll sleep in the bed with her and her boyfriend, who is not Logan's father. How old is this boy? He's five. Oh, he needs to be in his own bed. Go ahead. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Just so period. When, yeah. <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care who all is in the bed. You need to be in your own bed. Your you own are bed. a grown so Candy, little boy. Yeah, so when Candy, and he is a big boy. So when Candy asked um, Tamar what her um, <coughs> estranged husband, Vincent Herbert, producer, founder of Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. um, her first manager, what he did he get does he get upset about their son being in the same bed with her and her boyfriend? Tamar said it's not any of his business um to get upset about. Mm-hmm. She said, We're in, oh, I'm gonna read it in Tamar voice. We not together. That's not really his business. <laughs> and if Logan did that with someone that Vince looked like he was getting ready to be married to, why would I act a fool? I would want him to be close to her. Um Hmm. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. I haven't just. Uh, first of all, I just. Object- he needs to be in his own bed. Yeah, I, I checked on the mm. premise that he's even in your bed at all. Whoever else notwithstanding, um, he's too old for that. He's not a little baby. Um. Two. Yeah. I. I really don't. I really don't understand. Like I. I. I think that if I was the other parent I'd be and that would be a problem for me the, that's what I the was age thing the age of the child notwithstanding so even if he was like I don't know I don't know what I don't know what age people let their kids sleep with them till but I feel like at any age um I wouldn't want my child in bed I don't know it's just I don't know. It just seems I don't know. It seems like an odd. I, it's very complicated. And I, I guess like how would you know? And you I, you definitely I the thing about it, it is though like you do lose. It's what you lose in like have in being divorced or separated Aww. or not together, whatever it is. You lose that control factor. Like you can't. He he might have an opinion. He might feel some kind of way about it, but he doesn't have any reach. And the thing is like I. I don't know. It's just like weird to me, like to say, like he can't have a say, and the fact that they've only been dating for six months. Right. I mean, I don't agree that he. I th- I feel like he should have a say, but I feel like you know that's yeah. What is he gonna do? What is he gonna do? Like how? And it's like it's it's completely not like you can't enforce it. No. You know, like you can be like you can. I mean, she could even let him think that he has a say and go on and do what she wants to do. And what's he going to do about it? You know, like, there's not, so I, you know, I, there's just, it's just so, it's so sticky when there's kids involved in these situations, because then it's like, 
you have this, like you have, you know, like, yeah, your kids and ends up, you know, cuddled up with some other man or whatever, some yeah. other woman that's not their mom or dad. And what, you know, what are you going to do? What yeah. are you gonna do about it? Like, it's, it's just, but I honestly, just with Tamar's behavior, I think she's totally being disingenuous with the fact that if he had, if her ex-husband, I think they're actually still married. They're estranged. They're not legally divorced yet. They're oh, like, well, double gross. Yeah, they're, I think it's like this, a contentious kind of thing. Um, but if he had, if Logan was in the bed with him and some other woman that she wasn't going to have anything that an opinion about that. Like, oh, I think no, she's yeah. totally lying about yeah, that. Yeah, of so. course she's lying. Because you would, I mean, yeah. It's, and it's one thing, like, if, like, okay, you get, you first of all, you actually get divorced and don't do this little flimsy whatever that they've got going on. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, say you actually get divorced, you each actually go on and, you know, get remarried, and then, you know, obviously your kid's going to be back and forth already between these two households as it is, then, you know, there's, so there's going to be points where the other, the new, the new spouse is going to take care of your kid is going to, you know, there, so there's going to be points where all that's going to like happen or whatever, but like, that's different than let's make this regular habit of you come and sleep with us. And we're not, we just, like you said, we just been dating for the last, you know, couple of months or whatever. And mm-hmm. this isn't even a real thing yet. And we're not even, even really divorced yet. I mean, there's so many problems. Um, it's just ridiculous. I don't understand people. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, okay. So, yeah, so that's, that so speaking of like boundary issues so i know mm. you heard about the issue with b smith and her husband oh my gosh yes what in the world and you know what is more even more disturbing about well go ahead and tell about it and then i'll give my reaction <laughs> you're like i feel strongly about i it. have so many feelings but please, please okay so b smith who is a famed restaurateur and lifestyle guru commonly known as um, the black Martha Stewart mm-hmm. um, has been battling Alzheimer's for the last six years. Okay. Um, she is married to one Dan Gatsby, um, and they've been married for 26 years. Mm. So in December, Dan posted a picture of, of Facebook of him and some blonde lady um, out at dinner, and the caption was basically, hate it or love it. You can debate, but for me, I'm feeling great. And his hashtag was why lie. So, since, you know, that caused quite a bit of controversy. And since then, he's just kind of doubled down. They've had a, um, like, a profile in the Washington Post and Mm-mm. some other stuff. And I think they're supposed to be um, interviewed by Al Roker and all kind of stuff, like, crazy. So... He basically, he went public with his romance with um, Alex Lerner in December uh, with this Facebook post. And um, people have some thoughts mm-hmm. about it. So apparently they met in 2017 at a Hamptons bar, struck up a conversation. They were friends. She's divorced and a mother. Um, and they, you know, she socialized um, with him and Smith. 
at you know charity events at the Hamptons, blah blah blah. blah. So someone that they both knew, um, and she was like, "I didn't want to go out with a married man," um, but she said at breakfast. Oh, with- just- <laughs> I hate it when I just mess around and end up going out with a married man. And she Dang said, it. "Listen to this," but at a breakfast with Gatsby and Smith one morning, she realized. This is not a man cheating on his wife. What I admire about him is that he takes care of her. So this is from one of her her quotes from <sighs> their profile in the Washington Post. So yeah, so she um, also helps take care of her. Um, his daughter mm-hmm. also helps take care of her. Um, and she has a room in their East Hampton home when she comes to visit because she lives in Manhattan. Um, and she's like, if I can be compassionate to her, if I can do anything for her, it makes me feel good. Um, if it is giving her something to drink or making her something to eat, she loves to eat. I feel good. Do you feel good sleeping with do her? Do you husband? feel good? Yeah. Feel In good. her house that she paid house. for? Uh huh. Okay, go on. What are your comments? Girl, I just, what, what tripped me out was the number of people that were sort of like, the people, you know, just people on Facebook, friends on Facebook who were posting them were like actually either ambivalent about it or like who were just like, I was kind of like, really? Like, I just... Oh, I don't have any Facebook friends who are ambivalent about it. Everybody was like, um, okay, so I want all y'all to know and be on the record. I have like quite a few people who were like, I, one, I'm giving my children instructions. One, one, um... <laughs> lady was like um yes i want all of y'all to take note right now i do not approve of this if he tells y'all otherwise i'm telling y'all right now no and people are like oh i'm gonna put it in my wallet like print it out put in my wallet (laughs) like so there will be no because there are people are like oh you don't know what her wishes were and she was like oh you ain't gonna have that issue right you gonna know what my wishes were hell no this heifer ain't coming up in my house. Uh-uh. Oh, with yeah, no, no, so, okay. yes, no, okay, yeah. So I was, I was actually as more startled by that level of ambivalence than I was even by the story itself, which is, which was, was saying a lot because I was disgusted by the story itself. I, it's, it is, you know, and the things that people have said, like you know, stuff like that, stuff like, well. You know, if you've ever seen anybody with Alzheimer's and, you know, sort of, you know, talking about like the process of, you know, the disease and or whatever. And I'm thinking, OK, I understand. Yes, I have seen someone with Alzheimer's dementia and that decline. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. You're like, that yes. Looks, yeah, yes, I'm clear on what that looks like. Um, and I'm also clear that the wedding vows include this whole little piece about or for worse and unto death. So, yeah, I'm clear on a number of things um, and that he he doesn't seem to be clear on. Like, it's almost this idea like, oh, um, he shouldn't have to watch her suffer alone. Like, he, you know, and I was like, is he that other kids? He, I, but that's the thing. I'm like, one, you're not alone. And two, even if you were like this, this very not just Western, but this very American thing of there ought not be any suffering. We should never be sad. We should never Mm -hmm. have to go through 
difficult trials in life or whatever, that is not a thing, people. Like life is great sometimes. Life is full of joy and celebration sometimes. And life is really hard sometimes and full of difficulties and trials and things that you have to work your way through. And that doesn't mean that you get to bring your girlfriend home so that you have someone fresh and new to have sex with in your in your wife's house with your wife there but she doesn't know any better because she's got a debilitating disease that's eating away at her brain and somehow what matters more is that you're happy oh he said he's not gonna let this um limit his life or like Oh, heaven you know, forbid. He's going to live his life. He's not, you know, he's going to take care of her, but he's going to still live his life. Um, but you're not and- taking care of her because if you're out to dinner with your mistress, you're not taking care of your wife. Okay. Somebody else at that point is with your wife. You're and not that- taking care of her. Like, that's the thing. Like, this idea that oh. you can even pull off both, that you can somehow be 100% there for her. I'm there for her. But I'm also 100% digging this other woman and um, getting fulfilled um, sexually and emotionally over here. No, no. There's only one 100% pie to go around, and you are splitting it up amongst these two women. And I and, love what, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, and the one that you're, and the, the one that should be getting the 100% is the one that you've been with for the last 26 years, who gave you children, who gave. Who, no, who, I don't think they, they don't have any children together. Oh, she's not the mom of the. No. Mm-mm. Who's the daughter? It's his daughter? His, yeah, I think from a previous uh, okay. marriage. Mm-hmm. But still, you've been together for 26 years. But she, the daughter was like, she's, they've been together since she was little. She's like, she raised me basically. I grew okay. up with her. Yeah. So raise your child. Uh, put a roof over your head because I don't know. You know, I don't know what he does, but B. Smith. He's he's. I think he. They said he used to produce award shows. He's yeah, like okay. a partner with partner yeah, with whatever. her in her businesses. Yeah, so whatever. So he has money basically because of her. Okay. And so her yeah. ventures. Mm-hmm. Right. So living high off the hog because of what she did. Um, no, just no, just no, sir. No. And sit down somewhere. And then to be, it's just, uh, it's just so much, it's so much evil. Um, the pride aspect of it, the like, and, and now I'm, now I'm going to be, you know, that whole, that hashtag why lie, uh, because it's debased and disgusting. That's why you should lie about it. At least have the daughter, decency to lie about it. And his daughter even said like, why? Do you have to say anything? He's like, this is not, this is not a good look. Like, you know, you're doing this. I know you're doing this, but like, you don't need to say anything. Like, just shut up. Like, if his daughter was like, you're going to make people very angry. Like, this is not like cool. Like, just don't say anything. Yeah. Cause it but, wasn't enough just to do it and, and be getting away with it. He needed, he had, it's that, it's that pride issue of needing to flaunt it, which only further just exposes his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean it's just ugh, I cannot it's gross and there was something that he like he's still like lashing out at people and um no negro saying that people only have a problem because she's white like mm, okay, no negro no 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 <laughs> no 
And um, if you had somebody, I know someone made a comment. They were like, you've been dealing with this for six years. Like, you've been married to her for 26 years. Like, you can't, like, be faithful to this woman that you spent all this time with. And, yeah, like you said, like, for better or for worse. Like, this is the worst part. Like, it's not all going to be good. Like, this, and again, like, when you get towards, like, in your 60s, 70s, 80s, like people know that health challenges, that's going to be a part of the worst. Like, <laughs> this is, this is it's going to be a part people. of the worst. And it's, it, it's uh, you know what, the other day, and it's funny, it's the same day that I was reading um, a couple of these, these um, reactions on Facebook. And like I said, like I was just so floored by the fact that people were trying to be so whatever, open or whatever they want to call themselves. I'm but, totally closed. Oh, I'm happily closed. Thank you. Um, And I met with a patient and her husband. And this is a patient who's, um, um, she is, you know, definitely declining in health as uh, the very beginnings of kind of like the onset dementia. Um, And, you know, has other just health issues. Obviously, she was in the hospital for about a a week. And she actually lives at... um, either a skilled nursing facility or a boarding care. Her husband um, is in relatively um, good health in comparison to her. So he was able, mm-hmm. he was at her bedside every single day, um, you know, visits her, you know, whatever was like, you know, the day I met with him was super excited because, you know, the, the treatments that we were doing for her were helping and she was much more um, lucid, you know, mm-hmm. and able to co- communicate and converse. So he was just happy to be able to talk to her. Um, but before we got really into our consult, I was like, you know, um, you know, I was just asking, you know, I was just like introducing myself and I was like, so, you know, how's it going today? He was like, oh, and she's laying in bed, just totally like looking a little out of it in little days. And he was like, oh, I'm just sitting here basking in her glory. Hey. And I was like, I literally almost started crying. <laughs> I was like, okay, sir. I Cause I'm like, Cause that is what your wife of over 20, 30 mm-hmm. years deserves. Right. You and it just built a life with this person. Right. They deserve your respect, your love, like, and not to make her look foolish. Right. And like dishonor, like your vows, like, ugh, disgusting. And defile your wedding bed. I, it's just, it's just, you know, and I just thought, yeah, like this right here, like this is what for worse looks like. Cause his wife is, you know, his, his wife is in no position and probably will likely not return to being ever in a position where she right. can do much for him. You know, she, she needs, she needs all the intention now. Um, and um, there's not, you know, she's not doing any of her ADLs on her own and, or any of that kind of stuff, you know? And yeah, and I was like, men are, I don't know, like, because it's usually the opposite. Usually, men die first. That's kind of like overall, often, like, yeah. often how it happens. And men are just not socialized and equipped to handle this. <laughs> Clearly, like, not, I mean, you know, not. Yeah, he's disgusting, but I'm just like, this is just a general comment. Mm-hmm. But he just took it to the extreme. Well, right. And somebody made that comment that was like, well, men need, I was like, no, no, like, do not propagate that lie. Like men Mm -mm. don't need anything different. Like, I was like, you are either a person of character who is going to take their vows seriously and, and, and be devoted 
to the wife of your youth or you're not. And that will tell us everything we need to know about who you actually are. And that's that. And I don't know if it's because, like, you know, they were, I guess, in their, he was in his 40s when they got married. I I don't know. But I just think it's, ugh, he's gross. You're the worst. Dang athlete. Have all ugh. the seats. Have every seat that ever was made. And, and just I'm like, and if something, ha- God forbid, if something happens to you. Mm. Like, yeah, because home, little home, like home girl, like, yeah, she, she ain't gonna take care of you. Mm-mm. No, oh, why would she? Compassionate, compassion for her, for B. Smith while she's laid up in her house. Get out of here. Get please. Get, get stop. Get. Stop. Go out. The out. floating iceberg. <laughs> Send them adrift. Send them adrift. Get out. Daughter, sit there and take care of her. Yeah, so gross. Okay, so that was the ugly. Mm. I feel like I need to go bathe after that. Just disgusting. All right, let's get personal. Let's get personal. Um, let's see. Um, okay, so for me, uh, yesterday was a big day. I had um my final uh, lesson um that I've been teaching at um my uh our Wednesday night Bible study uh for over a year now actually when I look back we started we started I, st- I started teaching the book of Matthew back in September 2017 when you wrote that I was like what <laughs> I know right um so I knew it was over a year but I was like oh it's well over a year mm-hmm. um and so last night was my last uh, teaching gig um, for that. Is that the red velvet cake? That's the red velvet cake. So okay. our, our, uh, our, my uh, friend and brother, Orlando, uh, made the mistake of asking me what kind of cake I would want. And so, of course, when you ask me what kind of cake w- w- that I want, I answer with the name of a bakery, not with the name of a cake. <laughs> So it was the most hysterical. He, he he does, and he was like, you know what? I'm. I, why am I even tripping? Because he was like, I should have known. I should have known. Right. Yeah, I was like, he know you. I don't. No, don't feel nothing. Yeah. So you, he know it was hysterical. Okay. Yeah, he was like, I'm sorry. You know, because of course I was. You, you know what bakery I named? Yes. So I was like, oh well, you know, there's Susie cakes. I love Susie cakes, and he was like, what? <laughs> Girl, okay. all I know, I never been to his wife. Yeah, okay. he, need, yeah, his wife knows, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, but because he is my friend and cares for me, he went and got a cute little red velvet cake from Susie Cakes to celebrate my last um, night at Bible Aww. study. So that was really nice. Yes, love him. And um, uh, Mother Fern brought flowers, which were really pretty, and which I need to, I need to formally put them in water. I kind of like stuck them in water, but I need to like actually put them. We do that. I'm just like, oh, (sighs) we'll stick this in. Let's like arrange later. Who has side of flower arrange? Yeah, and they're actually (laughs) like, I just need to cut them down and put them in a in the right size vase, but. 
That's um, flower arranging. It mm-hmm. is. It is. It is. <laughs> pruning, cutting. There's pruning know. involved. Yeah, there's a whole lot. So I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, and of course, I got back late last night. I was like super tired and needed and had to be at work super early this morning. So it was just like a whole thing. Um, but yeah, it was so I'm like, it was a really good night. The lesson went well. I prepared like a special like farewell liturgy um, to do with them, you know, like a blessing. Um, and that I thought went really well. So just like it was all very smooth and, and good. And, um, and yeah, I'm like, it's I'm sort of stunned. Like, I think I spent a lot of today being like, oh, I'm done. like, you know, because usually like, you know, usually I take Thursdays off, but then I start like I'm already thinking about like what's what's on for next week, and I'm like at least taking a peek at it, even though I'm not really necessarily like studying per se just yet for the next lesson, or you know. So I was kind of like, oh, I don't have to like you know tomorrow when I get home tomorrow, like I don't. What am I? Gonna, I don't have to study. Like I can read a book, or you know, like I really do feel. I have mm-hmm. for the last, like, you know, apparently year and a half, <laughs> like, I've filled any pockets of time that I had um, with study, you know, so that I would be ready and feel prepared to teach every week. Um, so I'm a little, like, at a loss. <laughs> like, what to do yourself? Yeah, like, what did I do before September 2017 when I started teaching on a weekly basis? Um so, so yeah, so, but I'm excited, like, I think, you know, it feels, it, it all feels very, like, going back to the whole full circle thing, um, it all feels very full circle that um, this is coming to an end, um, and, um, oh, here's the dog, um, and uh, this Sunday, I will actually attend service at, um, at CBF, um, for my last service or my last like official whatever Mm -hmm. Sunday service there. So, so yeah, so I'm excited about all that. I'm excited about whatever's coming up new in this new season. Um, And um, so it's a big transition, um, but I think it'll be good. And um, I have to say I've, um, I've been knitting as I mentioned And it's going really well. I really like it. Like, I, you know, I definitely was like, let me try this out and see. You know, I was, because I've tried other, like, crafty things before and been like, no, I'm good. Um, but I do really like it. I do find it, I, I do find the rhythm of it to be, soothing. yeah, soothing and relaxing and um and I'm, because I'm, I've been practicing, I'm, I don't have a ton of time to practice, but when I practice, I feel like I'm getting a little faster. Um, uh-huh. And um, and that's the thing about it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe one of the things that I'll do with all this extra free time I have for now is to practice my knitting a little bit more. Because right now, I'm at that point, like, you know, when you first start driving a car, like, everything is really intentional, and you're like, okay, I'm going to adjust mm-hmm. my mirrors, like, you know, my hands are at 10 and 2, I'm checking, you know, checking my mirrors and whatever, um, but, so I'm still, yeah. at, I'm still in that phase where I, like, have to look at the needles, you know? Yeah. You know, like, I'm not like, oh, it's just automatic, and my fingers know what they're doing, and I can look up and make eye contact with you and talk at the same time. I can talk, but I can't look at you. <laughs> I'm talking which means I can't watch tv 
Um, and that's what like most people do while they knit, right? Like, but do like mindless. Like, I could probably watch something that didn't require like you know like where there's not a lot of like action or something where there's a lot of dialogue. Um, that doesn't necessarily require like your eyes glued to the screen, but yeah. So I'm not, I'm not there yet. So, um, and so because of that, right now, at least for now. I don't have that much time where I have, where I don't have to pay attention to something and I have the ability to keep both my hands busy, okay. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just interesting. Like, it's interesting the things that you discover about like a hobby or about like a practice when you're like, okay, so this requires like quiet time or I can like put on a podcast or like an audible book. That's perfect. You know? Um, where I like have both my hands available to me. Like, so I'm not eating or snacking or whatever, you know, and, um, and that I can focus on the actual work in front of me. So, but I am enjoying it. So I'm now working on two projects. I have the scarf that I started with mm-hmm. which, and then, um, which is growing and a little hat, um, which is coming along quite nicely. A little hat, okay. A little hat, a little knit cap. So next time I, you know, I need a disguise, it's Andrea in a knit cap. Awesome. Um, okay. <laughs> so, awesome. so that's that's awesome. It's fun. I like it, and um, and I mean, I think that's it. Like I said, I'm just looking forward. I'm I'm like kind of like scheduling dinners with people. Last week I had dinner with our mutual friends, the Thomases. Awesome. Oh, that was so much fun. I love them the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so met them when we went to Dine LA Play. So that was always that's always good. Mm-hmm. And um, um, tomorrow I'm supposed to be having dinner with our mutual friend Annette. Okay. Um, so yeah, like, I'm just feeling like all this, like, freedom <laughs> to, like, schedule things and do things. And I'm just yeah, going to be free. Yeah, being a little free. And, um, and definitely, um, I need to hunker down starting this weekend, hunker down and take okay. make the serious business of completing my Oscar watch for all these films. I've seen... Oh. Only three of the eight. Okay. Um, and, and then there's some that, um, there's some that, you know, f- don't fall into the best picture category, but are, um, th- but have best actor, actress nominations attached mm-hmm. to them, which I also would like to catch. So right. I've got my, I've got my work cut out for me. So, um, okay, do it. I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, I've already much to your dismay and chagrin, have sent out the Evites for the Oscar party. Whatever. You co-opted my party. I have. Whatever. You left it here to be co-opted. It's really the actual statement that needs to be said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So so that invitation's gone out, and um, I actually made the reservation weeks ago. Um, the moment I thought of it, and then once the nominations came out, the invitations out. So, yeah. So gearing up for that, and um, yeah. So that's the deal. Um, 
and everything else is I've, everything like this last two weeks have kind of just been weird too because I've been sick so like I've been sick it's been raining cats and dogs in LA um and so it's been throwing my my routine off but I'm hoping next week we can everything will be back to normal okay perfect so that's um, me all righty so lots of Again, busy, busy, busy. Last couple of weeks for me. Mm-hmm. Um, me and the girls went out to celebrate a very difficult transaction that I had recently. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> a difficult, um, yeah, closing. closing. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that, you know, as one of my um, fellow agents says, it nearly killed Kristen. I was like, she <laughs> did <laughs> nightmare the whole time it was just crazy and so we went out to celebrate and um yeah I'm old so mm-hmm. we went out to a drag show oh god uh, you <laughs> I drag shows I don't understand Vanessa wanted to go to one so we went it was like dinner the show it was lots of fun it was just a bunch of women and the performers um. I was going to say and, no. <laughs> there was you, all women, and then people acting. No, I, no, no. I meant like the whole like audience was just a bunch of Oh, women. the audience, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, right. you know, singing and dancing, you know, fun. And um, we got home about two o'clock in the morning. Oh, good Lord. Because the show started, they sat us down at like 10 o'clock for the show oh my god who do you think you are well the thing was okay this is the thing so v was in town for um pumpkins volleyball tournament okay and um nasia wanted to wait until the babies went to sleep before she went out so they go to sleep at eight o'clock so we knew we had to go out after eight o'clock which i was like oh this is pushing it so the first their seating was 6 30 and then like 9 30 ish or whatever mm. and so we end up going to the late one and we let's just say i was in bed the rest of the weekend recovering from mm-hmm. being out mm-hmm. until two o'clock in the morning because right. usually i don't go out on friday nights because i'm exhausted from the week and then i like again like i work on the weekend so like i'm really not off so i'm like try to rest on friday so, yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm old. I can't do that anymore. Um, went to an awesome, so, yeah, so, but that was fun, though, just going out, having cocktails, laughing, okay. and good music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, yesterday, I went to this awesome event for women entrepreneurs put on by Visa. Hmm. Um, it's called She's Next, and okay. it was awesome, like, First of all, I love swag, so they gave us lots of goodies. Mm. Um, nice. I got like a Kate Spade card holder, business card holder. Oh, nice. Like a, a bourbon and vanilla Robos candle. From <gasps> oh, this that sounds delicious. Tea. Oh, it smells so good. A little tea shop and a apothecary. <coughs> mm-hmm. Love it. And it's a place I've been meaning to go for tea. And I was like, okay, look, I'm really going to have to go. Like, this place is like super cute. And um, just, like, networked with people. They had, like, Facebook there, Instagram. 
they had a little booth set up where you could do like film like a video testimonial Mm -hmm. and so it was like it was just a great event like super nice um well organized you know how i judge events well organized like Mm -hmm. perfect you know that's what happens when you have people like visa people with money you know Mm -hmm. rebecca minkoff was there who's a designer so i love her stuff so that was cool to kind of hear her talk about her journey um as a woman entrepreneur and we you know because it's super bowl weekend in atlanta there was an appearance by one of the a football player who is in some of their commercials for their contactless card. Um, and, you know, I saw him, my coworker, like, kind of saw him, was like, oh, I guess that's the football player because the girls, you know, kind of women were kind of swarming around him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he got up on the stage and she's like, I have no idea. I was like, well, I don't really watch football. I don't watch football. And I was like, I don't really, I don't yeah, watch football. Yeah, you know, watch. just sell it so, to the whole truth, right? Yeah. So I was like, I have no idea who he is. Um, and so he, you know, talked or whatever. And so they had these vending machines with products from the feature company set up in the room. Mm-hmm. So you could get like a scarf or the candle, which is what I got, or this like bracelet. Okay. And so he was standing in front of the vending machine that I was standing in front of. So mm-hmm. people were all excited taking pictures of him. And I'm just like, I don't have no idea who you are. Like, I don't care. <laughs> but I was like, I guess since everyone is so excited that I should take a picture with you and then get my little gift Mm -hmm. so i took a picture with him and he was like oh let me get it and so i was like oh wonderful thank you guy um (laughs) (laughs) thank you new york giant guy i called him someone else i called him a little football player guy i was saying like thank you mr football man (laughs) thank you football man because so because when we got back to our table one of the ladies the was like so can we use these cards? Because it's like a $25 gift card from Visa. Mm-hmm. She's like, mm-hmm. can we use these in the real world? And so I was like, yeah. And there's like, what? I was like, oh, did the little football man use his card to pay for yours too? And she's like, yes. I was like, me too. Free $25. <laughs> this is awesome. Nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so I was like, you know who will know who this person is? The fella. Mm-hmm. So I sent him the, the picture. picture. I love it. And he was like, is that Saquon Butler? <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, oh, my quote was like, oh, me and a New York Giant. <laughs> me and a New York Giant. That is hysterical. Can I say he's been talking about this for two days. And so he oh, was like, uh, like it. even this morning, he was like, so what you doing today? You got like hanging out, rubbing elbows with NFL players? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, no, yep. I'm doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to my regular Cinderella yeah, life. Right. That was just one night. That was yeah, like literally <clears throat> one afternoon. It was like one afternoon. afternoon. And so it was funny. He was like, oh my god, like he is amazing. He's like a rookie. He's like the best running back. I was like. Again, you're just saying words that mean nothing to me. So, okay, he's a big deal. He's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be on blah, blah, blah show this weekend. And da, 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 da. And I was like, again, it's like Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. I, I don't know these words. So, yeah, so that was hysterical to me. Like, oh, my God, I laughed so hard. Oh, that is great. I so love it. That is that. 
So yeah, mm-hmm. so that was that. That was fun. I'm so glad. It's like the first of many events apparently that they're going to do around the country. And so excited to be at their inaugural, you know, kind of program. So it was awesome. Fun. Yeah. And um, I kind of want to end the show. <laughs> I meant to do this during Wait, Tell Me Everything. Um, mm. But I didn't write it down, but it's something that I, I thought that I wanted to talk about, but I didn't write it down because, okay. of course, what I it? prepare things like literally 30 minutes before we get on the show. Okay. Um, so, first of all, happy birthday to Jackie Robinson. You know, I'm a huge <laughs> Dodger fan. Happy birthday, Jackie Robinson. Mark this day every year. Thank you, sir. I saw your, I saw your post on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. And um, also, in a more, a little more, um, a different tip, um, we have a mutual friend, uh, one Angie Bird song, mm. who we love and who listens to the show. Yes. And her father, um, Edwin Birdsong, passed away on January 21st. And I just wanted mm-hmm. to um, just talk a little bit about Mr. Birdsong. You know, Black History, this show will drop on. February 1st, which is the first start day of Black, of Black History Month. Yeah. Yes. And so if you do not know who Edwin Birdsong is, you know, you've heard his music, whether mm-hmm. you know his name or not. So mm-hmm. he was a um, noted um, keyboard player, producer, funk, jazz, disco in the 70s and 80s. Um, he had, you know, several solo albums, but then, you know, became a session musician, worked with you know, Stevie Wonder, a lot of people, but what a lot of us may kind of know about him, um, his work is heavily sampled mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now. So um, he has notably these two songs, uh, Rapper Dapper Snapper and Cola Bottle Baby. So you may not know those songs, but if you know De La Soul, mm-hmm. Me, Myself, and I, Mm-hmm. The percussion and bass line was a sample of his song "Rapper Dapper Snapper." Mm-hmm. So that's something like, especially in our age group, like we yeah. know that, like for real. Yeah. Um, also, he's on a Gangstar Skull song. Um, they sample that for Skills, and in uh, more recently, um, the Cola Bottle Baby was sampled by Daft Punk for mm. "Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger." Mm, okay. Um, and even like more than that, Kanye West used that same sample for his song Stronger. Okay. So that is like a huge thing. So um, just want to just send out our prayers for Angela and mm-hmm. her family. Um, and knowing that your father just made like this amazing impact on music um, I know that we, God, how long ago was it? Like maybe three years ago where he did like a concert in Lemur Park, you know, community uh, event. Yeah, it was for his birthday. Yeah, it was like they, they you know, her, uh, like, her well, Angie siblings. And, her fa- and siblings all got together and threw like a, a concert in the park in like tribute, like a tribute con- yeah. concert um, in celebration of his birthday. Um, yeah, that was probably about three years ago, yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, you know, awesome that they had the opportunity to do that and, like, to share his music again, and he performed. So, yeah, so just, you know, like I said, um, praying for them. Yeah. And just, like, you know, if you don't know about them, go and... Look them up. 
look him up, get on YouTube, stream some of that music. He has a, um, you know, New York Times write up. Angela's quoted in it um, mm. about his, you know, passing. So uh, rest in peace to um, Edwin Birdsong. Rest in peace, Edwin Birdsong. Yeah, all yeah. of that. Ditto, ditto. Yeah, um, it's so hard. Um, this time of year, you know, I feel like, um, and it's funny what I was talking to Angela last night after Bible study, and she noted that, um, cause this was the week, this week is the, um, the, or two days ago was the four year anniversary of my mom passing away. Yeah. And, um, and she was noting that her, um, uh, her dad and my mom both have August birthdays and both um, died in the last week of January. Um, and we were like, I was like, Oh, that's, that's weird. You know, like that's a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, actually they're like born like this, like within a week of each other in August. Oh, wow. um, I mean, not the same year, obviously, but like, right. Yeah. I got but, it. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's like in his seventies. Right. And my mom was yeah. very much not. So, uh, <laughs> but um but yeah, so it's just one of those like strange things, you know, and just, the, you know, like, I don't know, it's always this, um, this week has been, you know, um, full of emotion, I think, you know, for all those reasons, like, you know, hearing about Angie's dad and all of that and, you know, processing your own stuff as, as you know, it's, I think for those of us whose parents have passed away, um, anyone else's parent passing away, um, Mm-hmm. I don't know. You just process it differently than you did before, you know. Yeah. Um, before, like you, you don't get it. Like you're like you, you don't, don't understand it. until don't it understand happens. Until it happens to you, and then it's like you you know the full like kind of the impact of that. So it's just different. But yeah, yeah I don't know. And like, she I was, was really close with her dad. Yeah. So I think because I saw that she had just posted a um, him and someone else on her show because she has a radio show. Mm-hmm. in LA so I was just like oh and I love you know late you know girls with their daddies so yeah, yeah. sweet so, so sweet so yeah mm-hmm. yep <laughs> so nothing on a, a sad note but again yeah well it's um he, he he I think he lived a really good and full life and left a really mm-hmm. great legacy behind and um absolutely you know that's that's always all awesome. we can ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the you know, and um, so there you go. There you go. All righty, we will do our very best to be here next week. We're gonna do oh. our absolute best. We are going to do better. We're gonna do better than we have in the past. Yep. <laughs> We are going to make a commitment to do better <laughs> for this podcast in 2019. 2019 will be a year of doing more than before. <laughs> I drank a, uh, Did you think a half a bottle. No, a half a bottle. <laughs> Okay, that's that's good work. Yeah. Okay. Good work. <laughs> you're home. You're not going anywhere. No, I'm going to yeah, sleep. I have to, to be sleep. at work. I need to be in the office. It, I know this sounds crazy to other people, but I have to be in the office by nine. 
I know people are like, I see, I'm at the office two hours before that, but still. Right. Nine o'clock is good. That gets my day started nicely for a Friday. I'm going to be at work at nine. I'm going to be done with my day by two. That's my goal. Okay. I have to work on Saturday and Sunday. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. Cheers. <laughs> cheers to you. And cheers to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in for another week of Wait, Tell Me Everything. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I need to go to bed. I, but you know what I do when I, when I can't I have problems sleeping? You know what I do automatically to like if I have insomnia now? Hmm. I turn on the crown. Now, I love the crown. It's okay. one of my favorites, but it's dark, and it's yeah. a lot of talking. Yes. And they're, like, the melodic, like, accents. Yes, the melodic I, British tones. I fall asleep yeah. in, like, five minutes. It's fantastic. So, um, people with insomnia, put the crown on. Put the crown on. It works. I'm there telling you. you. Take it from me. Testimonial. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So okay. ridiculous. Jibber jabber for two hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. So. Bye. 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 Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait, tell me everything at gmail.com.